Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast where we discuss common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. I'm Lena. I'm Matt Miller. Matt. I'm Matt Henry. I'm Mark Mueller. And we are going to talk about the qualities of a godly Boy, you always jump the gun. After. <sighs> All right, guys, you know what you got to do. It's that time again. Rate, review, comment, Grab like, and, and call your share. friends. <laughs> now. <laughs> I am not good at this. You guys should just replace me. And on to you, Matt. Anyhow, we're still going to talk about the qualities of a godly mate. And we're going to do probably two podcasts on this because it would be too much. Uh, But it's as a result of our sex, singleness, and marriage. It's just working through the whole idea of how do you go about selecting a mate? What do you look for um, if you're already married? You know, what are the things that you ought to be striving for? But this is all just going to be drawn out of the book of Proverbs. So we're not going to be doing a a huge thing. We're just going to look at the book of Proverbs. A lot of scripture is going to be quoted and simple comments. But what what does a godly mate look like? Because we see a lot of bad marriages, right? But Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's hard. It's hard when you when you have a, a... husband and wife come in and they're just struggling but they've never worked through in their mind what they ought to be they usually know that their wife is not a good wife or the husband's not a good husband but they don't oftentimes just look at themselves and what is their their role and anyone who's been alive any length of time has experienced either in their life or in friends a marriage is just unhappy um it's hard it's bad um Maybe uh, just it's strewn with wreckage. You can look at the scripture and see marriages that just don't function like they ought to be. I mean, quick example would be Abraham, even him. Uh, this guy is abandoning his wife to everybody. He's like, oh, no, she's just my sister. No, you can go have sex with her. <laughs> just don't kill me. I just me. don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wow, what a man. Gosh. What a man. You know, don't be Abraham. Um, but you also saw Abigail and her husband, Nabal, who was just a fool. And he, he almost got killed, except for the fact that Abigail intervened on his behalf. So, Or Job. <clears throat> he, had a, uh, he had a real helpmate. That one. Just curse God and die. Well, what, what gets me on him, though, is his wife is so bitter over what's happened to them that she sees her husband suffering. Instead of kind, showing kindness to him, it's just, yeah. Why do you hold on to your faith? Just curse God and die. So in the midst of his misery, and he's struggling too, he has to now instruct his wife. Yeah. You know, of all yeah. the things he lost, she she just couldn't have been included in that, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> actually, yeah, that's the part. I, I actually believe that's part of the suffering they had to endure was, it's like, she's still your wife and you're going to deal with this. Um, so if you've ever... If you're one of those that you, you married a fool, and I'm using a Proverbs term, um, you have to understand that Proverbs, and really the Bible offers no promises of a quick, easy life or a quick cure. Um, there is a way 
the Proverbs will describe that you have to learn to live with the mistake that you made or mistakes in marriage. Um, in fact, it's interesting that in Proverbs, never will the idea of divorce be your option, your way out. Um, instead, now you have to begin to look at it. So when you read Proverbs, sometimes it can kind of give a sense that marriage is bleak um, or cynical about marriage. Um, but we have to remember that it was it was a book that was written primarily to young men. That's why it's always talking about the wife, not the husband. Um, uh, somebody who is not yet married, so that what is it that you're looking for uh, in marriage? Now, that's also a little ironic because this is most of them coming from Solomon, who's yeah. got hundreds of wives, and he wasn't happy with that, so he added hundreds of concubines along with that. But the whole point of Proverbs under the inspiration of spirit is... You want to consider your life's mate very carefully because the consequences of a wrong choice are very painful and they're also, frankly, permanent. Yeah, and and nowhere, I mean, Proverbs, as far as Proverbs is concerned, marriage is the norm. Right. Right. And so nowhere is the single life presented as the alternative. And Paul picks it up, of course, as we talked about in 1 Corinthians 7. Um, and so marriage is viewed as a divine institution and... As the Proverbs state, it is God who gives to a man a virtuous wife. Right? So, right. So in Proverbs 19, 14, if you, they don't believe us, <laughs> uh, house and wealth are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. It's just very simple. You have a, a wife, um, and especially a prudent wife, this is one that's a gift from God himself. Um, it's a great little proverb to think through. Um, I can... I can leave my children a wonderful inheritance uh, of, of things, but there are certain things only God will do. Um, and a, a, a good, godly, wise, prudent wife is one of those just tremendous gifts. Yeah. Um, and we would also say that a man's choice of his spouse and vice versa could be their making or breaking. Yep. Uh, it could either be a delight or a disaster. So you have 1822, which says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Um, on the other hand, you have 2119, it is better to live in a desert than to live with a contentious or vexing woman. Yeah. So, so, so it can either be a great blessing or miserable. Yeah, and, and, and men love to quote it, like um, 27, 15, and 16, a constant dripping on the day of steady, steady rain and a contentious woman are alike. He who restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. I mean, I mean that. that <laughs> I what a picture. He had somebody in mind when he wrote that, yeah. you know, and it, it, almost yeah, as if this is coming from experience, you know, right? But but it actually does describe a challenge in in marriage because I I will counsel men and. It's, it, unless you believe in the patriarchal movement, which is terrible movement, where they'll actually spank their wives. It's like, what? Um, yeah, what? it's like, that's not happening. You, you literally, you, you, you can appeal to your wife, you can correct her, rebuke her or something, but you cannot make her. And, and that's the whole idea that restraining her is like trying to restrain the wind. You can't. Um, and it makes a marriage hard. So a, a godly wife is a tremendous help for that husband, and it's a good thing. Um, but if you marry poorly, what it does is it sets you up for a lot of a lot of misery. Yeah, twelve four says an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is as rottenness in his bones. Yeah. So, 
stark contrast. And I hope anyone who has that situation, you know, as we talk about this, I don't, I, we're not trying to create bitterness or a discouraged soul, but we are trying to talk to, especially those singles who are thinking that they're all that. And it's like, okay, are you, if you're a female, because today we're going to talk about women, um, if, if you're a female, are you really that? Have, what are you doing? And, and, and then it gets back into our parenting as well, right? What are you trying yeah. to raise up in your home when you look at your little cute girl who's so sweet and she likes to talk about how she's a woman and she can do anything a man does or whatever else goes on today? Um, you know, what do we want to pour into the heart of those young ladies so that they're ready to come alongside a husband and be a godly mate rather than just a mate? Sure. Yeah. So when, when you're working through the Proverbs, um, what's interesting is what you begin to pick up on is the focus on the character right. or the, the character traits. And so Proverbs teaches a, a very simple principle, and that is a man who marries well will choose his life's mate or spouse on the basis of her character, not on the basis of her looks or external beauty or personality. Um, from 3130, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. And we're going to try and show how charm there is a reference to personality. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You know, that's such a hard sell. It's because, again, how, we're, how we think about the marriage relationship, and it's like you're looking at all the wrong things. There's nothing wrong to find a person beautiful and even desire a beautiful wife. But once that becomes your your first thing you're looking for, you, you, you're already messed up. Um, you know, look for a woman who walks in fear of the Lord and, and then go from there. You're going to do a lot better in the long run. Um, so let's just talk about some traits that the book of Proverbs talks about with regard to a godly wife. Sure. Well, to begin, some, I mean, you may not realize, but the traits of a good friend, which we have talked about, mm. um, actually relate to the character, the traits of a good mate. Um, and we're going to show why some of that is true. Um, and so we want to encourage you to go back and listen to our episode on friendship. In fact, I, I've, I've been working on some additional thoughts on that. Are you? Like a part two or because re- I, I, think, I think we could enlarge on that, but okay, that's free and we'll see if I ever get around to finishing writing it. I might not. I'm lazy. Anyhow, <laughs> the point is, you're, you're marrying somebody who's going to be your friend. Uh, the, the, the Bible talks about it in Proverbs about this is a companion, um, yeah. a close, intimate friend. Um, and so in like um, chapter 2, verse 17, uh, the one who leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, you know, a, a, a foolish wife is one who abandons her friend, her companion, um, it, it's used elsewhere for the closest of friends. Um, and, you know, a simple question in my mind would be if my mate, my wife, Kim, is not my friend, then what is she? Um, in, th- in fact, that's the weird thing in our marriage, I have 34 years and counting, is um, I, I just don't know what I'd do without her. I, I, she's just my friend. And she's that one person I can always know is on my side and that she's with me and she, she can hear me and she's going to believe the best. And, and if she speaks to me and has to rebuke me, it's, it's because she's my friend. Uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Um, uh, but some have foolishly chosen to marry one who qualifies even as a good friend. Um, and so 
what we want to talk about now are what are these qualities of a godly wife? What what kind of a wife will make uh, a good friend? Um, and they're usually in Proverbs because they're contrasting frequently uh, the moral flaws of a woman who's far from virtuous. Yeah. So let, let's talk through some of those. The first one is a godly wife is godly. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, but a go- godliness as a character trait begins with a proper relationship to God. A, a godly wife, therefore, is first and foremost a woman who fears God. That's the Old Testament term. Is there, there's right. that fear. Um, you know, charm, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, as we already quoted from 3130, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Um, and so to not have this primary quality is to be walking into failure, putting yourself in failure in the beginning. Uh, the only path toward wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Um, and so while no spouse or woman or bride will be perfect, um, there will be things they need to grow in, but this should be a non-negotiable. Yeah. In the very beginning, does she fear the Lord? Is that her drive? Is that her conviction? Is that her desire? If we were to flip it the other way, it, the one that just gets my stomach is uh, a girl who will be talking about why she she likes this guy. And I hear it way too often over the years. It's, well, he makes me laugh. I'm right. like, yeah. <laughs> that'll last about three weeks into your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you just, yeah, you, you got to go beyond that, man. <laughs> Except for no, Mark okay. here. I mean, no, Linda, you know. But you know what? But you guys are friends. Yeah, true. And you can true. make each other laugh. My wife just rolls her, her, rolls her eyes at me sometimes because I come up with the stupidest things. Mm-hmm. Well, I was and just going to say. she just laughs at me. But, but That's what it's, it's born out of that friendship. Um, yeah, anyhow. Yeah. So, but, but in contrast then to that one, <laughs> that woman who fears the Lord, um, it is one that the Proverbs just refers to as a, a fool or a strange woman, right? That That is the f- the foreigner, the one who has no knowledge of right. the God of Israel in the context of the Proverbs. And she has no grasp of the way of the Lord. He is not what controls her decisions and motivations and desires. And, and, and if you think about Solomon, the very thing that he violated, he was yeah. told, do not marry a foreign mm-hmm. wife. Because they don't know God. And they pulled his heart away. Yeah, and they immediately did what they're going to do. So the first thing you're wanting to look for and what a a wife should be striving toward is being a woman who fears God or is a godly woman. A second thing would be that she's wise. Um, And and when we're going to deal with more Proverbs, just the whole concept of wisdom. But a wise woman is not just a person who knows the Bible, but understands how to skillfully apply that Bible into her day-to-day living. So, again, if you have a girl who's just really sweet, really nice, and really likable, and maybe stunning, but she doesn't love the Word and know the Word, then there's no way for her to grow into wisdom until she repents of that. And so, when you're looking for a wife, you want one who has set in her heart to know God through his scripture and then apply that in, in a biblical manner. So um, it's interesting that even in the book of Proverbs, the, a woman is what wisdom is personified as being um, and that uh, a, an ideal wife would be then characterized as a woman of wisdom. So in 14.1, a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. Um, this means that she's a woman who sees that home is where she begins and defines her ministry. It's not a hindrance. It is the ministry field. And this is what frightens us when we think of women who are always looking outward 
get out of the house. My children hinder me. My you know, housework is boring. It's, and she doesn't understand her calling of making that her ministry field and building yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, go well, ahead. No, I was just going to say, just a, a greater application of that to a wise woman who builds her house. It could also just be a reference to life. Um, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. In other words, she's self-destructive. Yes. Right? Yeah. She, she can't make good decisions. Maybe she loves Jesus, but somehow there's a disconnect between how that then works itself out in her yeah. life. And so he's saying here, here, here's a woman who has built something. She has a life that's dignified. It's one that's moving in a direction that's holy and righteous. And, and also another aspect of that is that when you're a foolish wife tearing down your own house, it's your fault. I mean, you tore it down yourself and you end up worse off than you began, yeah. all because you were not recognizing what your calling is. So uh, I'm doing some premarital right now. And one of the points I was trying to make last night as I was doing it is that the man's weaknesses, he's bringing that into the marriage. And the woman's weaknesses, she's bringing that into the marriage. Now they're both bringing their strengths as well. But understand that when you marry, you're not just marrying their strengths, you're also marrying their weaknesses. And so if they're a person who's given to self-destruction, you're now attached to that. And that has major implications in your own life. And so understanding their past and their track record is a very valuable thing to consider when you're considering a spouse. Uh, Along the same lines, I'm also doing premarital. uh, (laughs) We're a fertile little church. uh, Yes, we uh, we do make uh, marriages and babies really well. But in there, I I emphasize similar things that you said, but I also added um, to them that whatever weakness your wife brings into the marriage, it's yours to bear and to shepherd and to strengthen. And so it's one thing to marry a godly woman who has, because she's a sinner, she has weaknesses. That That's a given. Um, you can shepherd that. It's a whole different thing to marry a woman who's a fool, but she looks really hot. And and you still now have owned her weaknesses, but you don't have the wherewithal yeah. to begin to shepherd her right. because right. now she becomes that vexing wife, that, that argumentative wife that yeah. now you're trying to grasp the wind and you can't do it. And so, again, thinking about what does a wise woman look like? Now, remember, they're younger. I don't, I don't want us to create up this yeah. image of perfection, and now everyone's like, well, you just told us if we want to have sex, go get married, but now you've just made it impossible. It's, you know, recognize what the trajectory that woman is on, um, what she represents, um, and that she's young. It, but is she teachable? Can you... Can you lead her? Yeah, I think that's um, the main point. Can, will she follow you? 100%. Which we say, I th- did. I, I married you guys. Do you guys remember if I mentioned I that? Yeah, yeah. You, you said that. Because uh, I, I always try to push, you know, the that woman is who you're going to be leading your whole life. Can Will she follow you now? If she won't now, she's not going to follow you later. Yeah. And the same thing, if, um, if he won't lead you or you yeah. don't want to be led by him now, then you're not going to want to later on. So right. step away. But it goes on. Um, the opposite of a godly woman, then, is a woman of folly. Uh, she's, uh, it says in 9.13, a woman of folly is boisterous. She's naive. She knows nothing. Uh, fascinating picture there. Uh, she likes to talk. She wants to be heard, in other words. But in the end, she has nothing to offer. She's just a talker. Or 11.22, where he says, as a <laughs> ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. 
I love that picture. Yeah. That verse is the reason why it was so hard for me to get my nose pierced. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I didn't I'm know that. Prove it wrong. <laughs> but but the picture here is how knowledge by itself is not enough. Right. Um, you know that's a beautiful ring, but it's in the pig's nose. So it just doesn't work. Uh, well, a woman who is a fool, you can give her all the knowledge in the world and she'll just corrupt it and mess it up. Right. Uh, next point, a godly wife honors her husband. Um, Paul picks this up in the New Testament. He uses the language of respect, but honor um, is what the Proverbs uses. And so a man who has, has married a godly wife has a wife who's going to be bringing him honor. She's truly a helper right. to her husband. Um, in 12, four, it says an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is as rottenness in his bones. And, and so a good wife doesn't just disappear in the background of her household. Um, she, she becomes the, the shining example of godliness and honor, but she can also destroy him if she doesn't embrace that call to honor her husband, um, the, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of, of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. We see that in 31, 11 through 12. And so the, the ways of, of a wife can gain honor to her husband or the ways that she can give honor to her husband are many, but it's also a treasure to guard. Yeah. Uh, an, an ungodly wife humiliates and harasses her husband. She's not a helper, uh, but instead she's a hindrance to her mate. And so, uh, again, in 12.4, she is like rottenness in his bones. By her haranguing, she just makes him miserable. And he, whether she likes her or not, is the head of the home. And yeah. the moment you have a miserable husband... You have a miserable home. And yeah. so now you, that's that beginning of the tearing down of the home. You just, it's like you're not helping anybody here. Um, or the, a foolish son is a destruction to his father, and the contentions of a wife are a constant dripping. Um, it's hard in a home where you just have disrespect and, and dishonor occurring yeah. there. Yeah. Another one would be a wife is gracious. Um, one one reason honor is given the godly woman is that she's known for her graciousness. So eleven sixteen says a gracious gracious woman attains honor, violent men attain riches. Um, and and it's just it's the natural outcome. This is what violent you know thieves that they come upon you and they're they're going to take the money. That's what they do. Um, in the same way, a woman of grace will attain honor herself. So. Uh, when a woman puts on grace um, and, and a gracious spirit, actually its end result will be that she herself will be lifted up in honor, not dishonor. It's, it's kind of strange how that works, but it's normal. Um, in the, on the opposite way, the ungodly woman is spoken of in very, very unbecoming terms. She's vexing due to her contentious uh, nature. So we've quoted already a couple times. He says, it's better to live in the corner of Ruth than with a contentious woman. Um, uh, it's better to live in the desert land with a, than a contentious woman. Don't, don't be that way. Take on and put upon and learn what it looks like to be a, a woman of graciousness. Yeah. Another one is a godly wife is faithful to her husband. The Proverbs has this famous thing where it, it actually reveals that which is good by way of contrast, right. by showing that which is folly. Um, and so in two sixteen through 17, for instance, it says to deliver, deliver you from the strange woman, from the adulteresses who flatters with her words that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets 
the covenant of her God. And so what's the opposite of that? Well, faithfulness. So right. that, that's what a godly wife is. Or in 624, to keep you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Um, in 7, 18 and 19, come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with caresses for the man is not at home. So the unfaithful wife, she's a seductress. She's a flirt. She's a manipulator of other men's emotions. Um, this is not the mark of what you should be looking for in a, in a spouse. And, and yeah, and it destroys it. You, 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 if you've ever known people who have that kind of a marriage, it just slowly just destroys the person. Yeah. Um, and it's so sad. Yeah. And so, and so, well, it's not explicitly stated, obviously there, it's implied and assumed that a godly wife is one who maintains sexual purity. And as we've also talked, I would say even emotional purity. Right. She, she's a woman who's virtuous or excellent in whom her husband has a complete trust. Um, she, she does her husband only good, never evil. Um, she, she teaches her son, sons the virtues and daughters the virtues of sexual purity. And so certainly, therefore, she herself is a woman of purity. So these, these are some qualities. You know, when you're, when you're thinking marriage, what's interesting is nowhere in there is she makes me laugh. She's really good looking. She's got a really great job and has making good money. Those are not your criteria, right? You're, right. you're looking at character. the character. Yeah. What, what kind of character? And moms and dads would do well in training up their daughters, and we'll deal with the man next, not tonight though, um, to train them to develop that character early on, uh, learn these skills, learn learn what it looks like to be truly godly. And the best way you do that, obviously, is that you become a woman who reflects those things to your children so that when your daughter is thinking, how should I act in this situation as now that she's married? Um, she should be able with absolute confidence say, well, what does my mom do? Mm-hmm. And, and when she's able to do that, Nothing but good. Now, that's where you, the woman really begins to attain honor because now your daughter who's married and in a marriage, she begins to praise you and thank you for right. that being that godly uh, example. In the same way I, I talk about fathers, you want to be the kind of father um, that your daughter wants to marry, right. that she would like to marry a man like her father because he has modeled what a, a godly husband looks like. So... Um, these are the challenges. Deal with the heart. Deal with the character uh, as you're parenting. And then as you're moving into adulthood and you're starting to cast your eyes about and you're, you're saying, I, I desire to be married, what is it that you're looking for? Um, well, these are the kinds of things you should be looking for in a wife. Comment and share. Comment and share.